<laughs> Actually, you know, I've never seen like a ton of drama. Usually, the locker rooms are pretty laid back. I think by design. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that says about me that I'm so into these crime, <laughs> like true crime things. <laughs> to be honest, oh, I'm a huge like what is it, Criminal Minds? That's like my favorite show. I've probably oh, seen every episode of that one. <laughs> I think it's like the the investigative part of it because so many of these true crime uh, podcasts are like opening up like cold cases and things. So I guess it's the journalist in me that part. Yeah. Of it. I'm like, wait, no, I did not know these details. Like it was <laughs> definitely his ex girlfriend. I get very into it. Did you watch that uh, Making a Murderer on Netflix? Yes, of course. That was pretty dope. Did you watch that, Edwin? Yeah, no, I saw that. I'm I'm on Team Innocent. I definitely think Homeboy got a oh, frame sure. there. Yeah, definitely. What about you, MJ? Oh, man. I am, too. At first, I was like, oh, no, he definitely did it. And then I was like, no, no way that he... So I go back and forth quite a bit. <laughs> well, let's not, let's not go too much back and forth here. Let's stay here because I know we'll get off on these crazy tangents and we'll start yeah. talking everything yeah. else. But we got you on here. We want to talk some NFL. We want to... I know you cover the uh, the Raiders and you have a good pulse on the 49ers as well what's going on over there um let's let's get to it i mean what is it hard knocks is on it's gonna be on it's Oakland, on right? tonight yeah it's, it actually oh. debuts tonight so in a couple of hours and it was cool because when i was in napa covering the raiders training camp i was like the first glimpse for everyone outside of the organization to really see the hard knocks cameras and everything in there and they were rolling the big the big production at the big crew and they had kind of branded shirts, you know, you knew who was on the HBO Hard Knocks team. Um, so it was really interesting to see kind of that side of it. Last time I had an experience like that was when I was a cheerleader with the Dolphins and the year they were on Hard Knocks. So um, I have a little bit of experience seeing kind of how the show comes together. Um, but now as a journalist, is in a totally different space. So um, I don't know. Maybe you'll see my fur kind of bouncing around in the background there. <laughs> In tonight's episode, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, actually. But the the teams they don't really like it, right? They I, I know a lot of uh, coaches and stuff had said that it's kind of an intrusion and they don't really welcome it, but they don't have a choice. Right. Well, the you know the league and HBO sort of decide um, who will do it, and actually you nailed it on the head. Those were um, Mike Mayock's exact words. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole point of training camp, he said, is to get away from the distractions, to focus your team, to get them ready for the season. And then having the cameras there is an intrusion. But you got to remember, like, Mike essentially came from the NFL Films kind of era, and he's been there in Mount Laurel where NFL Films is based in New Jersey. So, like, he knows a lot of the crew, and he said as much, says they have a lot of mutual respect. So they've been able to kind of um, work it out so that the crew gets what they need, and he still feels like he can get his job done. So. Wow, okay. We'll nice. see what that looks like on screen. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Uh, kind of like a sad confession here. I've never seen an episode of Hard Knocks. What? Yeah, no, really. <laughs> it's good. It's very, very good, for it sure. Good. Like, I think it, it, it's kind of like a, a look behind the veil. Um, so you get to see the coaches' rooms and in the coaches' office and, and what's happening when the guys are in meetings and watching film and, and even moments when they're not with the team. You know, I know that we're filming at Derek Carr's house. Um, in Fresno, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's not honestly. It's not a thing that I don't like it or don't want. It just I I don't have HBO. I've never. <laughs> I'm just I'll kinda... lend you my 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 login for HBO. Though. Okay. How about that? All right. Cool. I, mean, I seriously, we got to put that on the budget because I got to get an HBO login here. We'll, I, it's... we'll write it off. 
yeah, I can dispense that. Like, exactly. <laughs> I figure something out for that because I, I need to. Like, I've missed all the ones. I remember the Dolphins one. I think last year was the Browns. I believe. The, yeah, Browns were yeah. last year. The, the Browns yeah. one was really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and everybody tells me it's a really, really good show. But so okay, so Hard Knock starts tonight. But um, mm-hmm. we're we're looking at this Oakland Raiders team here a little bit, and you know we got the big addition of Antonio Brown coming in. You got a lot of veterans on that team that's kind of being molded to Gruden style. How yeah. in in your um, in your time there so far? How do you see the relationship so far with Antonio Brown and and John Gruden? How do you see that like fitting in and mixing so far? I actually think it works out really well because if there's yeah. anybody who can handle a big personality like AB, it's an equally big personality like John Gruden. Um, and not only that, they're both hyper competitive. They both um, need to win, have to be on top, and have to be the center of attention. So this now has to translate to the regular season when this really count, um, and they materialize in your record and, and what's happening with your franchise. So for a team that now has more, even more spotlight with the hard knocks, a team who's playing their last season in Oakland, about to move to an entirely new city, um, it's a lot. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the continued development of that relationship between Gruden and AB and likewise the other personalities with Mike Mayock and Derek Carr in the mix as well. I think all of it has to kind of fire on all cylinders um, for the team to work and be successful. Yeah, I think it's I, I, I it's like a big combustion of like flammable objects all over the place that is just <laughs> yeah. ready to explode. You gotta right. tread tread carefully there. Um now you said Yeah, Gruden... it could be fireworks or it could be something yeah. on the other end of the spectrum. So we'll see. <laughs> now you mentioned that Gruden is just as big a personality as, as A B. Is there does is there one like that you feel like everybody's like that's the the alpha or do they both come off like just battling at the same time or you know, I think the big misconception, and I'm only going off of a small sample size being directly around AB the last couple of months in, in short spurts um, through his availability with the team. But from what I have seen is that he certainly puts the work in and doesn't try to, like, he knows who the coach is. He knows what his role is as, you know, the starting wide receiver. He knows who his QB is and what his role is to play. So he's not trying to outmatch everybody else and, okay. and be, you know, that, at least not yet anyway. Um, so I, I, I certainly see, you know, that work ethic that you hear that has literally peeled the skin off of his feet. Did you guys see those pictures? Yes. That was disgusting. I was totally going to ask. I was saving that, but I was like, I didn't know if I want to be too gross right off the bat. Bro, that's like some Fred Flintstone shit, man. It's crazy. But to that end, he is a workhorse. I mean, like no one, I've never seen anyone with the work ethic of Antonio Brown. His numbers are what they are he puts in that work it's i guess he has tremendous talent i think inherently but he also maximizes that with the amount of work that he puts in um and he's also been working with like the defense giving them pointers he came into um off-season training program with a full scouting report on his entire you know defense especially the secondary the guys he's really going up and 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 beating in coverages um and i think that speaks a lot i think a lot of receivers do that but it's there's a certain kind of panache when you hear like veteran guys talk like well AB gave me pointers today you know he just yeah. has that um reputation and it's because he's worked so hard for it i mean six round draft pick you know he's got that chip on his shoulder still you know what i mean yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. and that video that you see the other drill that he was doing gus where he was grabbing the brick and alternating hands and like giving a high five in the background and like yeah. 
Like, are you kidding me? I would have broken every single one of my toes trying to do that. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that part. I'm here like, how's he going to – I can't even grab that that fast. You know? Yeah, yeah. Bro, no. that's amazing. That's amazing. No, now, MJ, MJ, you mentioned uh, that he knows what his role is. He knows who the quarterback is and such. So reports, you know, have shown that he does have a good relationship with Derek Carr so far. What has mm -hmm. how, what does that look like on the field? Like, do you see that they are connecting? Do you see that maybe they're still getting used to each other? What's that look like? Um, we saw flashes of that during minicamp, for sure. Um, you know, Derek going deep, fighting AB on, on like the crazy routes. Um, however, given his he's missed ab has missed so many days of training camp because of this foot situation it's really hard to see that materialize in in like 11 on 11 drills and like actual reps and and like plays um in training camp so that's really what i think most people have been waiting to see i guess we'll have to wait until like episode three or four of our <laughs> talk to actually see it materialize but um you know it's it's we saw little flashes of it and what we don't see is the work that they put in every single day on their own, which both Derek and Antonio have said it has been extensive. Um, you know, them meeting up at, at different parks or at Derek's house or at Antonio's training facility. Um, so at this point, I guess if Raider fans are wondering, they have to rely on 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 that work that nobody has seen yet. Uh, but it certainly matters, you know, once week one rolls around, first week of September. And I'm, I was actually a big Derek Carr fan coming out of uh, coming out of college, and mm -hmm. when he got his first, I remember when he beat the Chiefs, and uh, I think it was mm -hmm. like his second season or his first season starting, and you know they were a yeah. really bad team, but I I saw flashes of it. I remember hearing his uh, his brother, who was a former number one pick, talk about like, yo, NFL, don't sleep on this guy. He's actually you know he's gonna be way better than I was, and you know D David Carr was <laughs> a number one pick, so I always remembered that, right. and I I really wish him all the best, but. You liked, Stick. His, you liked his denim photo shoot. That's yes, what you liked. Yes, I did. I'm a total fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't? Who didn't like his denim photo shoot? Exactly. You know, come on, guys. Everyone knows that. But anyway, um, sticking with quarterbacks, but going across the bay here in, to, to San Francisco, we're going to find, hopefully, you know, let's see. We're going to get a, a full season of Jimmy G here. And, and what's his? Because the guy has huge upside. I mean, there mm -hmm. was, there's, uh, uh -huh. I remember reading about that there was like, they didn't confirm it, but they were talking that Belichick was actually trying to get rid of Brady, or not get rid of Brady, but was trying to move on from Brady, and he wanted to go with Jimmy G, but Kraft said, no, hey, look, we're going to you know stick with it, and it was kind of, he reluctantly let go of Jimmy G. So for a guy of that caliber and you know that stature to really you know buy into somebody that much, I, I'm curious to see what he's capable of. So I with San Francisco and, and seeing them get back on track, I'm I'm curious to see. Do you think this is going to be like a a shine season for him, or are you still worried about the injuries? Um, it has to be a shining season for him, not just for him, but for the 49ers franchise. You know, he's um, he hasn't played more than I believe seven, five or seven games in his entire career yeah. um, of regular season. You know, starting in regular season, so he has to string a full season together here. I will say this though, he looks very comfortable. Um, on the field the brace doesn't seem to be bothering him at all he said it several times you know they make these things so thin now you really don't even feel them and he's been rehabbing and training with this thing on for several months so for him at this point um it's second skin yeah. so all that being said what we have seen from practice he's had kind of like his 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 ebbs and flows throughout training camp so there are days where we're like okay 
there's the Jimmy we saw at the end of 2017, right? Mm -hmm. And then other days where you're like, all right, maybe he's still knocking the rust off a little bit. Um, But I think overall in this body of work, you know, heading into their first preseason game later this weekend, um, he looked comfortable. He looked really solid and he can sling it. I mean, he's had, he's thrown some deep balls at training camp that have left everybody kind of like, oh, snap. Okay, there we go, Jimmy. So um, it, it has to happen, not only for him, but for his GM, John Lynch, for his mm-hmm. head coach, Kyle Shanahan, and for that entire franchise. You know, they need a winning season so badly. Um, and and, they need, and this is really going to rest on the shoulders of, of Jimmy. Granted, I think offensively, um, you know, in terms of targets, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. But when you have a tight end like George Kittle, who set a new NFL record last season, and then you have a revamped uh, defense on the other side. I mean, there's there's little to no excuse for them not to be really, really competitive uh, this season. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they got. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that we're getting excited about a guy who's thrown 17 touchdowns and eight interceptions in his, in his career. Yeah. Like, that's his stat line right there. And there's a lot of money right. invested in this guy. There's a mm-hmm. lot of fandom. There's a lot of hope, everything on this guy. Now, it, it's funny. You mentioned John Lynch real quick. I, I found this out this week about John Lynch. Here's a crazy trivia question. John Lynch was actually uh, the first. He threw out the first pitch in Florida Marlins history. He was. Yes, he was actually in the in the franchise's history. He threw out the first pitch when he played uh, um, minor league baseball at whatever level he was at. The first official franchise that threw a pitch under the Florida Marlins umbrella was whatever team he was on, and he was the starter that day, and he threw out the first pitch. So he's technically that. <laughs> like, how crazy is that? You That's know what I mean? Funny. I, that blew my mind. I'd, I'd have to look and see what it was, what team. But I, I, it was confirmed to me that he was the fr- the guy who threw the first pitch in the franchise's history. Insane. Where'd you find this shit, bro? Dude, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, that is. Like the, I mean, our, okay, so I, we get these like packets from our NFL research department. They're amazing. And they have, you know, a bunch of nuggets like that. And I've yeah. never heard that one before. And I, like, devour these research I'm packets. Like you, it's wow. There you go. Next time you see them out there, if you see them at training camp or something, be like, hey, buddy, you know, come over here. I want to ask you something. <laughs> he was just, and wow. he's the nicest, like, most approachable probably one of the most approachable uh, general managers you'll you'll find in the league just like really forthcoming he says hi to everyone and like in the press corps like really really cool so i'm 100 percent going to ask him <laughs> next time i see him nice. wow. <laughs> absolutely that's uh, not yeah. if you ever find an opening in nfl network for the guys that put together those little nugget packages then yeah. you, you, you recommend edwin edwin garcia over here <laughs> you, man. but uh but yeah no i think it's 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 crazy to think how much we have invested in a guy like jimmy g but now okay so let's bring it home here let's bring it home here let's keep it a little yeah. local here we're gonna dolphins are playing tomorrow or no sorry thursday yeah. night they're playing it's the first preseason game it's you know it's it's kind of hard to gauge anything here but it is good to have football back yeah it's good to have to see our team out there see our colors have the fans back at it you know get a little vibe in the stadium but this season, man, like nobody's giving us any chance whatsoever. And it's really like I don't want to buy into that Kool-Aid, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh no, man, three wins tops." And I'm like, mm, "Man, like three? That's, that's yeah, a that's, little savage." I'm telling you, that's that. the that's the most generous uh preseason prediction that I've seen from anybody. 
anyone, anyone has given us three wins, and I'm like, man, come on, dude. Like, I don't, I, yeah. But isn't that what they say every single year, though? Well, I feel like they're usually very harsh on the fans, but come on. I mean, we we were, last season, we were, I felt like we were so uh, inconsistent last season, you know? Yeah. I felt Uh like we we uh had, we showed flash. I mean, we were, the last time the Patriots lost was here in Miami, you know what I mean? Yeah. The Miami Miracle. So that was, we're capable of big wins like that, but then. Uh, We are historically very good against the Patriots on home turf. (laughs) We are, we are. But, you know, we showed good flashes of it, and then we end up, you know, right in the middle. You know, just an 8 and 8, you know, 7 and 9, 9 and 7. We've just been in this Uh this funk for so long. It's but, weird because we'll beat right, the Patriots, but yeah. then we'll go and we'll lose to, I think it was, who did we, we lose? Jaguars. Like, Jaguars. Jaguars, yeah. man. Like, God, you know? And yeah. Blake Bortles wasn't even, it was, uh, oh, it was Cody Kessler, I think, was the quarterback during that game. And it's, and then Bortles came in and he looked like he was, you know, a, yeah. a first round pick all of a sudden. <laughs> so it, it was tough, man. It was yeah. really, really tough to see the Dolphins. But still, I'm, I'm not feeling these three wins here, man. I, I, I'm going to go with the over. Like, I have to as a fan, yeah. but also as like trying to be objective here. I don't feel like we like the sub, you know, every year there's going to be additions and every year there's going to be, you know, subtractions. And I know we lost some players. I know we lost some depth in certain positions, but I don't feel like it's enough for that kind of a drastic, you know, change in losses. I mean, wins and losses, man. Yeah. I feel like three is like that's way under. Like, there's no way. I'm looking at the schedule right now and it's like, all right, Ravens. Patriots. I know the first Cowboys, like month is brutal. Charges. The <laughs> yeah. first, yeah, before they buy, <laughs> goodness. All right, <laughs> I thought the Raiders had a really tough schedule, but like this is this is a little harsh. But a lot of this those are home a, games but, too. Yeah, there's a, the only away game is is against Dallas in week three in that stretch in that first like stretch. But still, this is this is tough. It's a tough one. I think the yeah. biggest question mark here is like who's going to lead. Who's going to lead the charge, whether it's like Fitzpatrick or Rosen, which at this point, you know, uh, Flores, Brian Flores said that Fitzpatrick looks like he's going to be QB1, at least in regards to this first preseason game. Now, I think it's still going to be a battle between him and Rosen up until the end of preseason. Like, they're going to be going back and forth to see which guy they really go with. But I think there's a lot of people with the mindset that their true quarterback is coming via the draft. In 2020. Yeah. Um, well, you know, um, so. I've, I've already bought into my Central American brother over at Brian Flores, but he does come from the Belichick, <laughs> yeah, the Belichick tree, and I don't know, I don't believe anything he says when he says it. <laughs> right, you can't. <laughs> so he he's no. put he's already put Fitzpatrick out there as a leading leading in the quarterback race, but that means nothing to me. Yeah, like, and me, no. he, Fitzpatrick is gonna get you. Usually, he gets yeah. you like a couple wins and then like four losses. You know, that's kind of like yeah. the ratio. Well, that's that's the thing. That I kind of speaks to the inconsistency thing again. Like you see those flashes coming, and that's why he's been a backup, right? Yeah, yeah this will be. His, a, I know, think if he starts with us, it'll be. His, yeah, I think if he starts for us uh, one game, it'll be his ninth team or eight or ninth team that he starts a game for yeah, in his like NFL that. career. Like that's right. insane. I believe it's eight. Because I know he's been like seven different camps. So, yeah, it's got to be eight. But that's a lot. Yeah. That's a whole lot. But it also speaks, I mean, he has a lot of live game reps, which can be an advantage. So, I don't know. Maybe him and his, uh, the myriad of experience that he has under his belt at this point, um, paired with a guy who comes from the Belichick coaching tree, like Brian Flores, um, sprinkle in a little Magic City 
fist magic, <laughs> maybe something can happen. You know, I'm trying to be as positive because y'all know where my heart is. <laughs> when it comes to this, like I have to be as I'm, I'm speaking as a fan now, right? Call yep. me a homer. I don't care. But as someone who literally cheered for the team, um, it's hard for me not to not to always be kind of optimistic about the Dolphins. And, like, I got a lot of crap for it, too, at, at the <laughs> at the network. Because it, yeah. it, like, how do we do a prediction? Like, oh, who should be on, on upset alert? And it was, like, when the Dolphins went to go play the Patriots in Foxborough. And I was like, no, I know we do a lot of help. You know, the Dolphins are going to do well this week. They did not. But, you know, so. <laughs> But still, here I stand. So I'm not going to say they're going to have, you know, an amazing season because let's be real. The the pieces that they've lost, what's happening around this, they're rebuilding. That's just how I see it. Um, But I think that they're going to be better than three wins. Yeah. It's gracious. Let me me ask you, uh, MJ, if you were, you know, the person uh, pulling the strings here, making the decisions for the Dolphins, because I'm looking at this four-game schedule before the, you know, we, we hit the bye in week five. That's an so, early bye week, man. No, and I'm, That's I'm, an early bye. Yeah. Ugh. And I'm thinking, you know what, you throw – if I'm this is what I'm thinking is going to happen. You throw Fitzpatrick in there, mm-hmm. you, he gets – you know, we, we go 0-4, 1-4 or whatever, you know, best-case scenario – 1-3, sorry. And then we hit the bye. I feel like by that time, then it's Rosen's show. You know, you you just okay. turn it over to him at that point. Let him ride it out. Because what are you gonna get out of uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick? Do you think he'll do you think he'll wait that long if Fitzpatrick isn't isn't working out? It, yeah. like I feel like that would that's I think that's their benchmark. Like that's what they're hoping for. Like he's just you know stable enough that you know that he can make it to week five. But I wouldn't right. be surprised. And if it's it, an early enough buy that you can still turn the season around. Mm-hmm. If yeah. be. But I, th- I think you need a, f- you need as much, you need a huge sample size for Rosen. You really need to see if he's the guy because you did give up a second round pick for him. Exactly. And you want to see because he's a guy that has potential. He was a first round pick last year. You know, the year before. Yeah. So he has potential. He should be able also, to. Also, like yeah. last year in Arizona with Rosen and the and the offensive line that he had, he, he has no weapons yeah. outside of Larry Fitzgerald. I mean. You know, so this could be – I would love to see if, like, he and Kenny Stills could develop this chemistry. And cause Kenny can, yeah. can really make it work, and he can he has that big playability. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be interesting. Or even, like, at this point, like, Kenny and, and Fitzpatrick, I'm fine. Let's just score some touchdown and win some games. Like, at this point. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I just I, – I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I hope that they really give Rosen an, a fair chance here because yeah. I would hate for – to go through the season and we stuck too much with Fitzpatrick, we win enough games and then we miss out on the draft guys and then we don't give Rosen an you know an equal opportunity. It just it, hopefully they'll handle this correctly, but I, I have a feeling that's what they're aiming for is you know first four weeks with Fitzpatrick and then once the buy hits, turn it over to Rosen and because you need the full season, you need as much game time for him to see if he can develop that chemistry with guys like Kenny Stills and whoever else we have left. Devontae Parker speaks highly. Of uh of the two quarterbacks, I'm curious yeah. to see if he comes around. So we'll see. I'm hoping that, but it, it, knowing these Dolphins in this first four games here, man, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, if they make it to Week Five, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it's an uphill battle, but we'll see how it plays out. And I mean, and again, these are like we're we're taking educated sort of predictions here, but like anything can happen. Um, you know, once the season actually starts, it's it's a whole different it's a whole different story. But I think that. The, the path here for the Dolphins definitely begins with uh, who they have as their starting quarterback in week one. So no pressure, Brian. 
<laughs> make make wise choices. <laughs> now, outside of the starting quarterback, there's still some controversy over the starting running back. Like I know Kenyon Drake is is uh, the clear number one in most people's eyes, but mm-hmm. they still haven't given him like the, that 100% green light. Like, what does this guy have to do to just be named to be the the obvious starter for the for the Dolphins? It's crazy, and when you you mentioned Kenyon Drake, which is interesting because when it comes to like highest missed tackle percentage in last mm. year, last year among these guys, he he came in in number three behind Kareem Hunt and Melvin Gordon. Whoa, that's so, some hot fire stats right there! Just so you know, just diminished my John Lynch story. <laughs> highest missed tackle percentage. So that's I mean that's speaking that speaks volumes for him, you know. And Drake had the third highest forced missed tackle percentage. That's that's not nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, I, my vote would be for him. Yeah, I think we're the consensus, at least here with us, too. We're on, it's amazing. Yeah, we're here on the Kenyan Drake train here. Yeah. Uh, we're on the Drake train. <laughs> <laughs> now, MJ, let me ask you, outside of Dolphins and, and the two other teams that we discussed, like what when it comes to the NFL, you're a fan. You've been around it for a long time. Who are what are some of the storylines that you're looking forward to? Is it is it a little Brady going into 20th season here? Are you curious to see what the what the Chiefs can do? Like what what outside of what you're covering and your home team, what is it that you're tuning into to to see what happens? You know, there's that's the thing. There's like so many. Like it's the 100th season. There's so many storylines. The biggest storyline for me is Super Bowl Liz coming to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But before we get there, um, you're right. I think Patrick Mahomes, I'm really interested to see what his second year as a starting quarterback looks like for him. You know, I got this much time with him at the Pro Bowl. Um, He's a really down-to-earth kid, like very, very focused, has his head on right. And then the Cleveland Browns are super intriguing Mm -hmm. to me. Um, And this whole revamp time thing, 7-8-1 last season, but this year they have – all types of swagger, right? All types of chips on their shoulders. They're like balancing a whole bunch of plates. Um, Shotgunning I really want to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> growing, growing mustaches. I mean, this is super intense. Over yeah, so they that, have that mustache has got to go. <laughs> and I think people see, you know, these guys coming together. But I, I think they're also going to show out tremendously. Um, on the field. I mean, I've heard a ton of people say they're going to the Super Bowl. I think that's a way too early prediction. Oh, yeah. However, I think if nothing else, they will be a really, really fun team to watch. The other team, too, that I'm keeping close tabs on, which is another team I covered for several years, is the Chargers. Like, people overlook the Chargers, and they have sneakily made their way up. Last year, I mean, everybody's chasing the Chiefs in that division, but, man, they went to the postseason – and Philip Rivers is still looking for that Super Bowl ring. Yep. You yeah. know, so he deserves and they it. have tremendous offense, um, even without Melvin. But like Melvin to me, pay the man, get him there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think it's just going to be really interesting. They have a like hard nosed defense. Um, they have that two headed monster with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Uh, they're really one of the interesting teams to watch as well. And, you know, they were so close. They just couldn't stop the Patriots. Um, but they're really trying to make that push to make it to to the Super Bowl as well. So I, I, there's, you know, this is one of those seasons where there's a lot of teams that are, are, are really good. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot going on. See, I have an unfavorable thing that I'm looking forward to, which uh, Gus hates. Uh-oh. Which is I'm actually I I have uh, I like to watch great players and great teams accomplish memorable things, even if it's a team that I don't root for or a rival. 
And sure, you know, I just I like to say I saw that I was like a part of it. I I've separate my fandom and you know my objective, uh, just you know general fan. And uh, when it comes to this, I'm Brady's going into his 20th season and he looks better than ever. Like not only just physically, like have you seen his face? Like yeah. he's just he's aging Look, so well. Like it's like man, he me? is obviously using Giselle's night cream. Like there's no, <laughs> there is no doubt yeah. in my mind. Who's the supermodel no, in that, that relationship? Is. You know what I mean? Because right. they're both going. Uh, no, it's still her. It's still her. <laughs> man, but it's 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 insane. Twentieth season, and you look at him, and every time I see that guy, and yeah. I think of that picture of him at the combine. You know, that one where he's looking all dumpy and yeah. kind of sloppy looking, and he, ran, mm-hmm. he was like the worst combine scores for a quarterback ever. And to think he became right. this machine, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. But, yeah, there's so much so much to look forward to this season. And, you know, it's just there's really just a lot of storylines. Hopefully we'll be able to check in with you throughout the season and then catch up on Absolutely. some of these things and see how things are going over there on the West Coast. But until then, I just wanted to thank you, MJ, for, for coming on the show here and and having a good time with us and, uh, and and teaching us these things. That that stat she gave us on Kenyon Drake, that made my John Lynch stat like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she came hard with that, you know. For real. <laughs> there you go. Rest your head on that one for a little bit. Yeah. And let us know what John Talk says about it. under your pillow and take it to that first preseason game with you. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> All right, MJ, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll check in with you soon. Thank you guys so much. You know, I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads. Right. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, take care, MJ. All right, man. How was that, Gus? That was amazing. She's cool, right? She's super cool. Official Lemonhead. Official Lemonhead. Friend of the show, MJ Acosta. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again. And now, uh, going into the uh, the nightcap here, you know, uh, we're uh, we're Ooh. winding down the show a little here, you know. So. Is that kind of like the Power Love Hour? Oh, you know used to do? You know it, bro. <laughs> Welcome to the Lemon City Live. Love Hour with your host. Don't just call it the Love Hour. The Love Hour, bro. No? You don't like the Love Hour? It's already taken. All right. The Love Show with Dr. Producer Fungus. (laughs) All right. Well, the name is a work in progress. But anyway, this is the Love Show or the Love Hour, Power, whatever. Okay. Again, rewind that. We're working working on that. But um, but yeah, this is the the wee hours of the night. Marlon's game is over. It's a little later in the evening. Late night lemon love. Late night lemon love. All right, let's try it again. All right, welcome to the late night lemon love <laughs> with your host, the one, the only producer fungus, and I am the sensual, the sensual and seducing Putinho. That's a sexy name, huh? Anyway, yeah, a little uh, bit. It's work, yeah, it's work in there. But anyway, uh, on this part of the show, we're gonna talk a little Marlon's Twitter beef. How about that? I like it. How about that, huh? Yeah. I don't have the tweets. I gotta pull it up. Go ahead. I'm not prepared for this part either. It's all good. You should have been, but I you know, should have been. The, you you brought it up. I brought. You? Yeah, that was. <laughs> it's not like when you sneak attack me with your fucking questions <laughs> and I don't. I wasn't prepared for it. You fuck. All right, you can talk about whatever you want. It's okay. No, this, is, this is this is get to know. <laughs> Talk to us. Are you ready or no? You want me to filibuster a little filibuster bit? Filibuster a little bit here while I pull All this right, up. Man, look, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, NBA doing it for the culture real quick. Man. Okay, yeah. Just really fast. I just wanted to mention, shout out to Udonis Haslam. Coming back for his 17th season. God damn, bro. 17th season. He's old, man. But yeah. he's still doing it for the culture. Still younger than me. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He's, he signed a one-year, $2.6 million deal with the Miami Heat to come back. 
Uh, I think this has to be his last season. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I don't know why. I don't know why he decided to come back. To be honest with you, because he finished last season off in such an incredible way. That would have been how how fucking he's not gonna be able to top that yeah. this coming season. Like, what's I don't know. I don't know why he does why he did that. I think he should have actually taken over um, uh, our boy that went to Michigan's spot. On I the, think that's on the happening. Staff. I think that's that. Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard. I think that's yeah. happening. That's that's in the that's, in the, that's in the pipeline there. It has to be. Yep. So, are you ready for it now? I'm ready. Okay. Do we do the music again? No. Oh, okay. No, no more music. <laughs> Damn. I was kind of I was, I was getting excited there. No. Oh, all right. Oh. Fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we're gonna give shout out to. Marlins social media, especially, uh, specifically speaking, the Marlins Twitter. I, I know these people. Got to meet. Yeah. I know to, this. You got to know them. Know her. Oh, uh, okay. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. Right, she's right. she's. Yeah 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 yeah. Come down she's there, uh so. yeah for <laughs> real. Um, I I love what they're doing, uh-huh. with the the Twitter and they're using social media the way it should be used. You yes, know. Of course. It's 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 you have fun. fun with it. Have man. fun. Fuck. So, especially with Twitter. That's where you can sound like the fans, you know, yeah. and you can you can have a good time and, and do things and stuff like that. So anyway, Marlins are playing the the Rays this weekend, and it didn't go so well for the Marlins. You know, they got swept. Yeah. But that didn't stop Marlins Twitter from spitting out some hot fire, like nice. some legit hot fire there. Um, do I have a sound for hot fire? No, I don't. Why wow. now? Okay, I'll just go with that. <laughs> wow. And uh, <laughs> so... It started, and now, now the Marlins, like I said, they've been doing it all season long, and it's just it's about time that the people started noticing. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's been they, they're just really good at like understanding what's trending and what's funny and what's capturing and, and capturing the moment. So it started with one of the first tweets they put out was uh, Brian Anderson throws out the guy from right field at home plate. Mm-hmm. And the Marlins tweeted out, he's the man your third base coach warned you about. I did see that. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. Juntos Miami. So I was like, oh, snap, that's good. And then um, the Marlins also tweeted out, like, uh, do you hear those maple leaves crunching? I don't have that tweet in here because it's like I, I have to scroll too much. Yep. And they said, uh, do you hear the maple leaves crunching? You know, that in reference to the, the fact that Tampa Bay is being rumored to go to Canada and play in Montreal, uh-huh. which was a very good clapback. You know, I yeah. liked it. And then um, – <laughs> the Rays tweeted and said, here's the broom we just used on you so you can clean them up. Yeah. You know, and they put the little broom emoji. Eh, good clap back, you yeah, know. That's not bad. But it was kind of like the, like, like they were treading in waters that they're not used to, you know, kind of thing. They're like, wait, we're not used to using our Twitter like this, but okay, we're having fun with it. Yeah. And then um, it got a little heated, and then the Marlins tweeted this in all caps, and it said, you're literally the animal that killed Steve Irwin. Log off. Yeah. <laughs> Because the Rays, even though it's the Sunshine Rays, they're originally the Devil Rays. So, yeah, I yep. thought that was – I saw the tweet, and, dude, I laughed. I thought it oh, was so awesome. Nice. I thought it was funny. Now, you were saying, though, that you kind of got a little, like – No, at first, at my first, first reaction was to laugh my ass yes. off. I totally did. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, I was like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but well, why? Why is it fucked up? Is it, like, it was 13 years ago. When is too soon? I is mean, I still? guess it all depends on it. All depends on the person. Yeah. You know, there's no rule for that. It I all mean, depends on the person. And I think, I, I think it depends on the person. And I think it depends on the context of what you're talking about. They're literally talking about mascots right now. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're literally. <laughs> I think the 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 Tampa Bay tr- didn't know what to do, and they tweeted back. They're like, "You're literally the team that just got swept. Log off." Yeah. Which was like weak. Like, 
the Marlins yeah, with that yeah. Steve Irvin was was the that was the mic drop. You lost a dozen. Yeah. You lost. <laughs> the dirty dozen. <laughs> Your mom is so fat. You know, it was it was really, really good. Um and unfortunately the some of these people have been upset with they didn't they didn't like it. You know? What and people? uh some people like uh for instance, oh let me pull that up. David Sampson. Oh, okay. People on Twitter. People on Twitter. It, dude, there was people saying, yo, best Twitter in baseball. Like they were putting that out there and there were yeah. people having there were some people putting the emojis like, oh man, awkward, you know, things yeah. like that. Um oh what's what's this guy's name? Samson? David Samson. David Samson. Yeah. Hold on, let me Sam. He had a he had a hot take about it, I guess. Yeah. He uh he Who gives tweeted a fuck out. about what that guy says. No, you know, for honestly. Sure. That guy is a loser. Um here it is. He's not Pulling a loser. He fucked all of us. Yeah, but this is but this weasel, like he never cared about PR and how it looks. And oh, now yeah, Europe's yeah, yeah. and this is what he tweeted out. He wrote um, oh wait, wait, where is it? My phone, where is it? Oh man, hold oh, on. You, lost now, it. you know he's he's tweeted a few things here. That is true though. He he never gave a shit about their image or anything like that. Exactly. So who the fuck is he to make a to make a comment about a tweet that the Marlins sent out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, apparently this guy tweets a lot because I'm I'm having to scroll a little longer than I wanted to here. <laughs> Jesus, where the hell is this tweet that he did, bro? This is this is why you take screenshots, man. I know, my bad. It's okay. It's totally unprepared. Okay. Uh, don't fire me. You, I, you ever, know what? Uh, oh, I think he deleted the tweet actually because I'm uh, not seeing it here. Well, anyway, he was talking about. He said. Stop being a bitch. Yes. He said, and I'm just gonna paraphrase it here, but it was along the lines of like, um, this crossed the line. This is a bad look. I know I'm not with the Marlins anymore, but if I was still there and the roles reversed, this person would be sitting here next to me because they'd be out of a job. Bullshit. He was calling for the Twitter person for the Marlins to get fired for that tweet. And it's like because he thought it was a bad look. Like, hello, your whole existence with the Marlins was a bad look. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get out of here, dude. You were a complete sham. You 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 came out on the Lebertard in uh, celebration and said 1.2 billion motherfuckers, and he gave everybody the big F you. Yeah. You're an embarrassment, okay? For real. Like I get it. You're a super smart guy. You were on Survivor, but you got eliminated first. <laughs> you did all this stuff. You negotiated. You're a great businessman. Doesn't take the, away the fact that you're you're swine. You're a snake. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you 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 can't shed that. You know what I mean? Everybody knows what you are. Yeah. I remember seeing him at. <laughs> I saw him at Mar at um. All-Star Fan Fest, mm -hmm. All-Star Game Fan Fest, um, when it was here a couple years ago, the All-Star yeah. Game, he walked by me, and I Wasn't I there? To, were you there? At the Miami Beach Convention Center? No, 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 no. I went after, um, I was with Juanqui and oh, our okay. Gabe, who writes our Marlins articles. Um, we were walking, and he cr he came walking through me, and I, I, I may have misinterpreted what he said, but it sounded like, ha-ha, I got these fuckers again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like I ripped off the city. That's what I heard. Maybe he was talking about his kids or something. But like he's just <laughs> this little four foot guy who walks by and he's just like he just rubs everybody the wrong way. Yeah. But anyway, he called for the person to get, you know, fired. I was like, bro, what what's wrong with you? Like, what do you think you are? You're 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 yeah. like, come on, dude. So anyway, um, let me see here the um trying to find what the the Marlins did issue a um a retraction or whatever, and they said they apologized for the incident. I thought the uh, I thought they handled it the right way. I didn't think they needed to issue an apology. Uh -huh. To be honest with you, I'm like, yeah, that you know what they did was just fine. Well, if enough pe if enough people get offended by something when you're in that position, you kind of yeah. have to apologize, even if you know, even if you really don't have to. Yeah. So the Marlins did end up tweeting, say, "Hey guys, like everyone who grew up watching them, we miss Steve. We're so sorry to have made light of his passing." And then they said that they've addressed the situation internally, which is fine. 
when I see the the Twitter person, I'm gonna make sure to give him a yeah, give her a nice high little five. fist bump and a high five, man, because that's awesome, dude. That's what it's uh, that's what Twitter's all about. You remember um the Twitter person for I think it was the the Rockets a couple years ago, yeah, who tweeted out when they were playing the Mavericks, yes, they, they put the, the dead horse, the dead horse, <laughs> and then that guy got fired. He got like, fired for that. That was yeah. stupid. I man, like you that gotta. was even that was even less lighthearted than this. Yeah, dude. Like, come on. And it was like a green squirt gun, too. It wasn't yeah. even like the pistola emoji. First of all, why is that in there, you know? But I anyway. Don't, I don't uh, think there's an, an actual gun emoji anymore. There used to be. There used to be. Yeah, yeah a while yeah. ago. It but got, at that time when that tweet happened, I think it was a little green squirt gun. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But still, it's, come on, man. Why are they going to do that? Yeah. But props to uh, Marlins Twitter. Another reason to be excited about Marlins, man. Go out there. Mm-hmm. Check them out. Watch them. Follow them on Twitter. Um, their IG game is strong too. It is. They're very, very good. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And you know, fuck David Sampson. Is he still in the pit? Oh yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, just make sure. Just, just throw him in there again. Hover, hover over him, yeah. Just throw him in there again, just because that guy's a jerk. Oh, he's right next to you. What? <laughs> he's right next to Cindy. What are you doing? <laughs> like, hey man, look at me. I'm David Sampson. Oh no! My very limited David Sampson. I don't know why I went with that, <laughs> but yeah, that guy just irks me, man. He just, you know, like. When certain people talk and it just, yeah. it's like nails on a chalkboard. You're oh, just yeah. like, ugh. You know, like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I wonder if people think that about us. No way. No? No. You don't think so? Everybody loves Lemon City Live. I know everybody loves Lemon City Live, our, our listeners, but there's <laughs> always like one guy who's there like, man, fuck no. that poutine. Who the fuck does he think he is? <laughs> and that producer fungus, he can't produce shit. You know, like, there's probably some guy there who's just talking mad shit about us. As long I'd as like he keeps. As long as he keeps listening yeah, keep to listening, the show, bro. Go, keep fuck. listening, man. You know, send us a DM, bro. Put you on the show. That's true. Yeah, come out here and talk shit to us, bro. Yeah, man. Won't play it. Yeah, look for the biggest. If you're the <laughs> biggest hater out there, let us know. We wanna, we want you on the show. But, uh, but anyway, Gus, I think, um, I think I'm at my end here. What about you? Yeah, we're good. Huh? Are you sad that it's, it's getting over? I am. A little sad that the show's ending. It <laughs> 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 was a good show. <laughs> This is terrible. <laughs> this is bad. bad. I got better though today. I didn't fuck up as much though. That's true. That's with my true. soundboard here. That's but true. Anyway. What I like is, you know, you're starting to stray away from those sounds that everybody in the world uses. Yeah. You're getting a little more original. Uh, That's what see, it's all as about. As soon as bro. you say that though, you know what I'm going to do. You're going to put a fart sound again? Oh, you know it. It's happening. There uh, it is. Welcome to Lemon City Live. Yeah. <laughs> Morning Zoo. Morning Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a success. That, okay. uh, see, that sound makes yeah. me picture Elvis. I yeah. think of Elvis. Yeah, we're all doing like a little. So, <laughs> you know that? <laughs> kind of Johnny Bravo-ish, but Elvis. Oh, dude, Johnny Bravo. I used to love Johnny Bravo, man. Yeah, who didn't? That guy was awesome. Hey, everybody, do the monkey. Do <laughs> a little monkey dance. Yeah. But how was a guy that good looking, and that strong, so bad with the women? I don't know. I mean, because he was kind of douchey. But was he douchey? I never got that he was douchey. He was. I guess he was a dumbass. I yeah. But, yeah for the, but in real life, those guys get exactly, all the girls. Exactly. So, you know, that's um, why I was like, man, that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little different cartoon logic there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, enough with that. You know, we, we, we've gone at. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, yes. I know. Exactly. It's, uh, it's, we've talked enough about this. But um, Gus, thank you. Guys, when you listen to this tomorrow, if you're listening to this in the morning, go buy yourself a ticket to the Barcelona game tonight. Come join us. We'll be over there. Say what's up. 
Oh, how about that messy guy not showing up, huh? Throw that guy in the pit. I'm not going to throw him in the pit. Dude, throw him in the pit. He didn't show Why? up to the game. He's hurt. He's not hurt. You don't know that. That's no, the come on. He was, par- he was partying and celebrating with uh, Fabregas and Suarez and everybody. Come on. Throw him in the pit, Gus. He de- yeah. That was a de- – dude, he's, his face is all over everywhere, and he wouldn't even fly with the team for a strained calf. Come on, bro. Get out of here. It's going to hurt my calf. I don't want to hurt it. Gus, yeah. everybody, come on, Gus, throw him in the pit. Don't yeah. be, be a, be a, oh, no! there you go, there you go. You know it was a fucked up move two days before the game to say, hey, uh, the guy who's on all the advertisements mm-hmm. and the guy everybody came to see after everybody bought the tickets, yeah, he's not even in the country today, okay? Like, he didn't even make the flight. Like, I'd understand if he didn't play and he showed uh-huh. up and just did an appearance, but homeboy did not even take the flight. I mean, there's still going to be good guys to see, Griezmann, yeah. Dembele, Coutinho, uh, Suarez. In Messi's defense, guys. he did put out an apology okay. about why, about he's not gonna be able to play yeah. and that he's coming back. That he'll come back soon. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. Yeah. He's there in the pit with Cindy and David Sampson. David Sampson, Messi, and Cindy are all hanging out in the pit together tonight. So, anyway, so they're they're all over there listening to. That. <laughs> That's what it sounds like in the pit right now. <laughs> There's Sampson talking. There's Messi talking about his calf, and then Cindy's there. <laughs> How dare you? All right, we're, let's end this show, Gus. I'm done. It's it's late. It's it's nighttime, and and we got stuff to do. Well, stop talking. Okay. I end it. Go. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. I wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. Oh, no! How dare you? Stop being a bitch. Oh. <laughs> We're every Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads.